0: Welcome, my friends, to the Moon Jockeys Podcast, (laughs) an in-depth discussion of Star Wars themes, characters, and storylines. Now, here are your hosts, Katie and Brian.
1: Welcome to another episode of Moon Jockeys Podcast. My name is Brian, one of your hosts. I'm glad to be joined by my co-host. How are you doing tonight, Katie?
0: How am I doing? You asked me that like two weeks out from The Last Jedi. You asked me how I'm doing. Oh my gosh. I I am holding on. <laughs> That's how I am. What about you? How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm Getting really, really excited. We're getting kind of overwhelmed with the hype machine. Today was like nonstop
0: interviews. Oh my gosh, it's all I can do just to leave my house. I feel I feel safest when I'm curled up underneath my desk. Like, uh, as soon as I as soon as I leave the house, it's just uh, you know nonstop last jedi feels and thoughts and teasers and news and everything and i just uh i i'm just i slowly close the door <laughs> lock the door <laughs> go back inside it's just hard, crawl under my desk hard yeah. to
1: keep track of it all i mean that they are making the rounds like media as after media source i think there was like four different interviews with Daisy Ridley today and then Ryan Johnson had a live uh, question and answer on Twitter and it's just like, holy moly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I, I'm excited for more of that stuff though. If they would, you know, drag out a, uh, you know, Donald Gleason, and maybe get him to talk a little bit. I, uh, we haven't seen much of hooks in the marketing at all. Yeah. No. And, and I would like to, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, bring up, uh, freaking bring out uh, Oscar Isaac. We haven't seen much of him either. So, yeah, if they could bring out more of the actors, I'd be chill with that. Of course, it would also give me a heart attack because I love them all so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go lie down again. Oh, my gosh. I uh, Star Wars. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> I just care so much all the time.
1: Well, in preparing uh, our our nerves mm-hmm. for the last Jedi. We thought mm-hmm. it would be a good idea to kind of recap uh, what we saw in the force awakens. So,
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm pretty excited though. It It's hard for me to recap this movie, at, at least in an insightful way. I feel like when I, when I recap this movie, I'm just like, Oh, this is what happens. And here's what I think. I think it could mean possibly if Ray is related to this person. If not, then here's what the scene means. I, I have no context for most of this movie, so all of my insight isn't really insight. They're just me guessing wildly in the dark. So I'm real excited for Last Jedi to fill in some of those holes. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I did want to tell you, though, about a conversation I had on Thanksgiving Day, you know, over the across the table, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, How did that go?
0: Oh, my gosh. So um, I had a Thanksgiving uh, with my family and friends, and I saw a friend who lives a few hours away, so we don't get to see each other that often. And he sits down at the table, and he goes, so you really like those Star Wars prequels, huh? I'm just like yeah and he's like but it's for a joke right you're just doing it to be funny and I'm like no look at my face I love (laughs) the prequels and he's just all like Huh. Okay. And, and, you know, and we move on, we go on from there and the conversation goes to various places. And, um, you know, a lot of my friends, they like to ski. They like to skateboard They're They're a lot more sporty than I am. And, you know, when, when it's my turn to talk, I just kind of shrug and I go, no, I don't like being outside. I, (laughs) I don't. They're like, what about skiing? Skiing is so much fun. I'm like, I don't like being cold. I don't like the snow. I don't like any of that. And then this friend who called me out earlier about the prequels goes, I just don't get you. I just don't get your priorities. You don't like sports. You don't like having fun outside. You don't like nature. But you do love those Star Wars prequels.
1: Wow, he didn't let that go, huh?
0: (laughs) He did not let it go. He's like, what kind of priorities are those? And I'm just like shrugging in the background saying, yeah, but... Have you seen Ray Park do a backflip? It's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> so that was fun. That was fun.
1: <laughs> that totally reminds me. I I as soon as we released our last podcast, mm-hmm. I felt a little remorse that we forgot to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving last week. Aww.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, um, not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, and I know that our friends up in Canada celebrated it like a month ago. <laughs> so so I don't feel too bad for missing the Thanksgiving one, but uh, I happy belated Thanksgiving now across the board. <laughs> it's late now for Americans and for Canadians, so uh happy belated Thanksgiving to all.
1: Absolutely. Like Thanksgiving is definitely one of my favorite holidays of the year. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like just I love the food is a big thing for me. I'm kind of a food connoisseur and the Thanksgiving dinner is pretty much my favorite of the year. So,
0: oh, that's nice. That is nice. Um, What was I going to say? I was going to ask you if there was any Star Wars talk across your table, maybe uh, The Last Jedi or anything like that.
1: Yeah, my relatives and at least my wife's relatives like to quiz me on things. Um but I try not to take it too harshly.
0: <laughs> oh no, yeah. You're the Star Wars guy then? <laughs>
1: yeah. They, they like they they sort of like it, but they don't love it and mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's just different. They're like, oh, aren't you cute? Just having all this knowledge of something that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it doesn't matter. My heart can't take it. Okay.
1: <laughs> you spend how much time like reading and memorizing the lines from those movies? But yeah, yeah, They're movies. Gosh, yeah. And I do love the uh, just the attitude of gratitude that comes with. Uh, Thanksgiving so we I did want to talk to you about is there anything that you're in particularly thankful for this
0: well of course I'm thankful for uh for the people who care about me and the people who love me um I'm thankful of course for the roof over my head and the food on my table all of that stuff um I am also very thankful for new Star Wars. I'm so glad we live in an age where we can have new Star Wars and female led Star Wars. And I am really thankful for the new Force Link character, (laughs) new Force Link toys. Have you played with them at all?
1: I don't (laughs) have the bracelet thing. Oh, I'm pulling out my bracelet.
0: You hear that? You hear the Velcro? Yeah. Then it's like. Luckily, I have a very tiny wrist, so this child-sized bracelet fits me. <laughs> like, I really, I got them specifically because they had some out at Toys R Us that you could play with, and yeah. and it just, I, it was so charming. I loved it so much. Um, the General Hux one. Every now and again, he'll shout, "Bow to the first order." <laughs> Hang on, let me wake him up. Hux. Oh, no. oh there he goes. Okay. We shall
2: destroy the resistance. <laughs>
0: i'm like dude you're three inches tall chill
1: (laughs) wow he's
0: just screaming
1: someone has a what is uh napoleon complex
0: (laughs) yeah napoleon complex like i just there's something that delights me about this teeny tiny you know four inch (laughs) <laughs> Huck's toy screaming, bow to the first order. <laughs> uh... Uh, so that's what I'm thankful for. These Force Link toys bring me so much joy. <laughs> They're so stupid. I love them so much. Uh, I won't drag out the like the Kylo Ren one because it's definitely not Adam Driver doing the voice, which oh, yeah. is weird. Yeah. Uh, the Ray one mostly says stuff from uh, from Force Awakens, and so do the Finn and Poe but but they're cute and i like them a lot so it makes me happy and that's cool. that's what matters
1: well i am very very thankful that you decided to join me in creating a podcast like
0: oh I, that's so much better than my thankful thing you're so nice like i'm Aww.
1: so excited that we have a podcast like i've yeah. really wanted to do it for years and years and years um but I am notorious for not following through with stuff, and I'm kind of a dreamer, so uh, putting my dreams into actions is kind of a huge step for me, and so, like, starting the new podcast and getting it, uh, finding someone to do it with uh, Mm -hmm. was kind of a huge thing for me, so I'm super grateful to you and to everyone that listens.
0: Yes, to this oh my a creation of ours, Oh, I should have said that too. I should have said we are so thankful for people that listen. everybody that listens and writes in and you know responds to us on twitter you know just even just voting in our polls. we're so thankful for all of that, totally mhm-,
1: and I know that you feel it too. you just yeah, yes. So. <laughs> Speaking of polls, we, I put up a really late poll today because I didn't do it yesterday. Apologies.
0: Oh my gosh, the holiday like craziness has already set in for me and I'm like scrambling to keep up with everything. So I totally understand like the late poll thing or it's just like what day is it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um we definitely try to put up the polls on Monday, but we put it up late today or um but can you read the results for us?
0: absolutely i will uh so of course with our uh, talking about the force awakens uh brian you posted this asking what is the most important mystery from the force awakens now there's an awful lot of mysteries in the force awakens but Isn't twitter there? only mm-hmm. twitter will only let you have four and i really like the four that you picked out so our choices were who is ray who is snoke how did ben become kylo ren and why is Luke on Octo? And the winning option was, why is Luke on Octo? Hmm. I, uh, you know, that it, that's a really good question. All of these are really good questions, except for the Snoke one. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't No Snoke, you can not be in my movie that's fine (laughs) i personally voted for the who is ray because i think ray is the most interesting and the most important facet of this new trilogy because luke luke isn't the main character anymore and i think it's been hard for people to accept luke as as a side character and i think that's going to be really hard in the last jedi coming out of that movie people are going to go wait Luke was a supporting character. Right. I thought, you know, why wasn't he the hero? Why why did Rey get to do everything? Mm-hmm. Well, because Rey's our hero now. So that's why I voted for the Who is Rey. I think she's the most important mystery from The Force Awakens. But that's not at all to disparage uh, everybody who voted for the the Wise Luke on Octo? Because it's a very, very good question.
1: I did vote for Wise Luke on Octo. Um, I think that there's really important significant reason for him to be there. And I think that we will get that into that a little bit later tonight and then a whole lot next week.
0: So yeah, yeah. I, it, it could prove to be more important once we kind of discover what he's looking for. And more importantly to me, regardless of what's on Octo, I think it's, it will be really important to find out why he's there. It, Not so much why he's there, but why he's not talking to Leia. Why he shut everybody out. I think that is a way more important facet of that question. Not so much why is he here, but why is he not talking to anybody. I think that will have a really important answer. And I just really want to find out. Ah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have almost... It'll be two weeks tomorrow. No. No.
0: Oh my gosh. Two weeks in a day. Uh, We're
1: down to like 15 days tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Two weeks from Thursday, at least for me, I know, I know other countries are getting it, um, Monday or Tuesday of, of that week Mm -hmm. and we don't get it until that Thursday. So I just won't be on the internet at all. (laughs) I don't want to know, but, uh, so for us, yeah, it'll be a week, two weeks from Thursday. Just Wow. <laughs>
1: it's going to go quick.
0: Yeah. And we'll yep. also
1: be, like, chewing our arm off, waiting in anticipation at the same time. Oh, my gosh.
0: I feel like my chest cavity is open and my heart is exposed. And every little thing we find out about this movie just aims directly at my heart. Just, like, there's no there's no barrier at all between <laughs> things that happen in Star Wars right now and my raw visceral emotions at all just there's no armor it strikes me right down to the core i just uh i need to i need to take a break i need to breathe <laughs> calm down
1: you'll have your trip to disneyland to like distract you
0: yeah that's precisely it i need to just breathe and think about other things honestly
1: we got an email this week
0: Oh, we did and from it was good super nice was yes, Jim wrote in to us. Uh, Jim was the one who left us feedback, uh, and we read out his uh, his iTunes feedback a few podcasts ago. But he wrote in to tell us about his favorite scene from Force Awakens, so that we could then read it on our Force Awakens discussion. Oh, isn't Yay! is that great? Yay! <laughs> Celebrate thanks, feedback, feedback. No. <laughs> so thanks, Jim. That's great. Um, so here's what Jim had to say. My favorite, uh, my favorite The Force Awakens scene would have to be the scene with Rey. To me, it's a perfect example of a scene that defines the Star Wars feeling and how the music captures the sense of innocence and wonder, while the zoomed-out shots of the landscape capture the sense of epic scale. I remember how much the scene captured my imagination the first time I saw it in the theater, and it still gets me choked up every time I watch it. Aww.
1: Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, Jim. Yeah,
0: yeah, That's thanks, Jim. Yeah, that is really nice. I I also really enjoy that scene. I, too, I I can never quite forget how it felt to watch that for the first time, Um, mostly because I I didn't know anything about Force Awakens uh, when I went into it. I've maybe bragged about that before. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm bragging, like, I stayed away from all the spoilers for a year. I don't mean it in that way in a braggy way. But uh, because I went in not knowing anything about anybody, I I remember, you know, seeing this girl from, from the posters and just, oh, finally, here we are 10, 15 minutes into the movie and here she is. And I just kind of, like, leaned forward a bit, like, so excited and eager to see her story and to find out what, she, what she's about and just the fact that she doesn't speak for such a long time. We just see her in her environment I was so just captured by that, and exactly what Jim is saying, like kind of how the score, that Star Wars feeling, that sense of wonder, really captured me in that moment. So, good, a uh, good, a uh, good observation there, Jim. I, I very much agree. Thanks. Yeah. Um,
1: <clears throat> what would you like to tackle first in the Force Awakens?
0: Oh, well, um, as far as like themes go, as I've mentioned before, I, I don't really have a lot of context for this movie, so it's difficult for me to pick out themes because uh, they, they could so easily be disproven in the next movie, and what I thought I was seeing turns out to be something else entirely.
1: Way wrong, yeah.
0: Way wrong, exactly. But one thing I I feel comfortable talking about and saying that I feel like this is a theme for this movie and then for the rest of the trilogy is when Maz Kanata says, when you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. Because what I think she's trying to tell us is that history is in a way repeating itself and the characters, or at least the archetypes that we've come to know and love in Star Wars are definitely being repeated. Uh, whether that's Kylo trying so hard to be his grandfather or the fact that uh, Ray's journey is echoing Luke's and Finn's is maybe echoing Han Solo's. Um, I, I think that's very interesting that we're seeing the same eyes in different people in a way
1: yeah and she does say that um she compares mm-hmm. the first order to the empire like it's basically the same fight like we were fighting the empire before, and now we're f- just fighting the first order now uh, so that the the technical opponent is different but it it's still the same fight it's fighting against evil and tyranny and um fighting for freedom kind of deal do d do, do you know understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, where the, the fight has continued. It, it is this, the same fight. The enemy has changed. The name of the enemy has changed, but it's still darkness. It's still evil. She, uh, um, Maz says that you know, she's seen evil take many forms. Mm-hmm. The Sith, the Empire, the First Order. It, it all comes back to the same thing where the name changes, but the, the true enemy has not so I think that yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah, and I think it was very deliberate. Like I say, um, how it, it, it's, it's a theme, and it's kind of throughout this whole movie that we see things that remind us of other stuff from Star Wars. Almost like, oh, I, I know this story. <laughs> I, I've I've heard this story before.
1: That's one of the things that Star Wars is so good at is telling Mm -hmm. a universal story that everyone can relate to and like buy into. It's kind of why the, the Ray's journey feels so much similar to like Luke's journey and like the, um, the hero's journey, Mm -hmm. um, from Campbell. Yeah. And so like the beats are very, very similar. One thing I was kind of sad about in The Force Awakens is we did not get uh, the dialogue where Maz asks uh, Rey, who are you? Because I love that question in the trailer um, when we saw that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the way she said it, too, it had such a nice cadence. I just Maybe I just love Lupita's voice. <laughs> She's such a lovely voice it's so it's like silk on my ears oh it's just yeah the way she said who are you it it was really good and i think it would have been interesting to see ray approach that question or maybe she would have dodged it entirely it it, either way it would have been interesting to see how she approached that question
1: in the in the trailer ray does respond actually and she says oh i'm I'm no one and Mm -hmm. Basically saying that I have no significance and i i don't matter um, and that kind of is a universal feeling where especially growing up if you're if you're in junior high school, I think everybody i 've ever talked to w- would feel that way of not mattering and not feeling very significant, so like it's a universal feeling that you kind of go through at a different at a certain stage in life of what is my purpose and what is my calling? Um, And and people can just kind of sink their teeth into that, that emotion. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. It it is universal in that way where you just feel like, well, there's nothing really special about me. I'm, I'm just me. (laughs) Everybody, everybody feels like they're just me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then it, it, then it turns out that the choices we make, the actions we take, that's, what makes us
1: <laughs> into forces of destiny, if you will.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's we all start off as just me, but then depending it on your choices, it makes you into something more. Did
1: mm-hmm. you like when Maz turns to Han and says, Who's the girl?
0: Uh I don't know. <laughs> it was and, such Yeah.
1: And they cut away from that scene right away so that he doesn't answer. Yeah, I get the impression I, Han knows some stuff.
0: I I get the impression, yeah, that that Han knows something. I'm not convinced that he knows everything. I, again, it I have no context here, so I'm just shooting randomly in the dark. So if if Ray is indeed a solo or a Skywalker, yes, Han knows that. Mm-hmm. But I I'm also thinking maybe if Rey is no one in, in that sense, like she's not related to anybody super important, somebody that we know already, then maybe all Han was able to tell her was, she's a girl we found on Jakku. It, you know, it, it frustrates me that that we don't get to find out how much exactly Han knows, because it he could have just as easily been like, she's a girl we found somewhere. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't look know
1: a little guilty when she says, I didn't know that there was this much green in the universe when they get to Takodana.
0: I think he just feels bad for her. Maybe. I don't, I don't know the the first time I saw force awakens, I, I watched that scene and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's her dad. <laughs> like, I, that was, that was like my immediate gut reaction. It was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Han. Because honestly, if, if, The Millennium Falcon was on Jakku and Han couldn't find it, then he couldn't find his daughter there either. That for some reason that just makes sense to me. That that his daughter and the Millennium Falcon would be on the same place and just he he can't find it. So that yeah, that was my immediate gut reaction was oh my gosh, that you know, he feels so bad because that's that's her dad. But
1: there were a lot of things on on Jakku. Like mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon was there. Uh, Lor Santeca, the leader of the Church of the Force, was there. The map to Skywalker was there. Like, oh, god! It gosh. just seems like so much was conveniently hidden on Jakku.
0: Yeah. Um, something's I'm,
1: going on there.
0: Yeah, something's going on there. And I'm not, uh, I, I always come back to the idea that maybe Lor Santeca was supposed to be Ray's Obi Wan. If that makes sense, yeah. yeah. You know, you like know, kind of watch watching her over her. And yeah, watching, her. yeah, watching over her from afar. You know, maybe he was going to send her on her way when when the time was right, but then Kylo happened to get there first. I don't know. There's so many questions. That's I, I... the theme for tonight: is so many questions.
1: Yeah. So the Force Awakens basically asks a million questions and gives. Hardly any answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Lor San was there for a reason to watch over Rey. I don't mm-hmm. know who put him there, but <laughs> I think that he was there to 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 kind of be a a guardian or watch over Rey. Um, and I think that there's evidence of that is when she arrives on Dakar at the end of the movie after. Um, the Starkiller base, Uh, her landing on Dakar is kind of what boots up R2. I think R2 was in the power saving mode until Ray showed up Um, because he can tell what force, uh, what um, he can scan for people. So he knows who's around him.
0: I, I don't know. I I don't know if he was waiting specifically for Ray. I, because, one, how would he recognize her? If he was, like, waiting for her specifically, then wouldn't he be waiting for a small child?
1: Not uh. if she grew up 20 years later. Um,
0: yeah, I know. And, and I know, like, R2... I know R2 could probably figure out, oh, okay, she'd be way older now, but how is he supposed to recognize her? I don't know. It's plot convenience, I guess.
1: Yeah, very plot convenience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did love her introduction... In The Force Awakens, where she's just a scavenger trying to use spare parts and things she finds to turn them into basically support herself. Like, I love mm-hmm. the little space bread that they have. That, oh my gosh, it's adorable. <laughs>
0: polystarch, ab- yeah, the polystarch. It's so good.
1: <laughs> she had a little doll that she created. She had a. Plant that had withered and not had enough water. Um, mm-hmm. And then she, like, basically makes dinner and goes out and enjoys the simple comforts that she does have of just kind of enjoying the environment and the view of her crashed AT. How cool would it be to live in an AT? Uh,
0: I might be a little cramped, honestly. <laughs> uh don't they make like little uh like atat uh bunk bed not bunk bed so like, yeah i have them <laughs> little all over, over my
1: pinterest on. i want to build one
0: that's cute yeah i think i think yeah a little bed would be cute i don't know if i want to live in one like hollowed it out like as my house i don't <laughs> nah pass
1: yeah, i've been on a tiny house marathon course, like... oh
0: jeez. <laughs> nah, not for me I Yeah, I'd rather live on Coruscant Like Padme's apartment, have those like ginormous Windows <laughs> so I can see out Like, yeah, that's uh, That's where I'd live okay. Oh, okay, good question for me would be like Which would I hate the least? Would I hate living in a Hollowed Out ATAT, or would I hate living On uh, Dagobah more? <laughs> I don't know The
1: humidity of Dagobah would be Unbearable
0: Ugh. Yeah, nah <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine like doing my hair with all the <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll take the ATAT. At least it has A- AC. <laughs> yeah. A C on my A T A T? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, goodness gracious. Uh, I looking at yeah, all of Ray's stuff just raises so many questions. I'm wondering if she has the little resistance or uh Rebel pilot doll the same way. Uh, Jin had a had a stormtrooper doll. Like, is it just because she, you know, grew up around that stuff? Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, well, but if she grew up around that stuff, why does she have an imperial accent? I'm just, I don't know what to do with all this information. <laughs> Again, context. I need mean, context.
1: Well, uh, the designation on her helmet of the X-wing pilot. Um, that she has, that she puts on, and she looks adorable in. Um, mm-hmm. In Arabesh, it says Ray. So, yeah.
0: could you is Ray her real name, or something- is
1: it a name she's just adopted based on the helmet?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like a coincidence. Like she found the helmet and was like, "Oh, that's my name! Like, cool." <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I just the the doll seems like something she made herself yeah so I'm like who inspired that image or maybe she just saw the image you know at the same time she found the helmet and then she was like huh that's pretty neat I'm gonna make a little doll of it I don't yeah I don't know I need. yeah I need I need them to explain if if she is of you know republic descent or, or rebel I guess descent and not imperial descent then I need them to explain the imperial accent I need, I need explanations. <laughs> I need answers. I need consistency. <laughs>
1: what did you think of uh, the interrogation scene with Kylo Ren?
0: Oh my gosh. Um, again, again, it all comes down to context because I'm not really sure what to make of it until I really understand what's going on because I feel like I'm missing so much of that scene. I feel like I feel like I'm looking through a keyhole and and I can't uh you know see
1: I, the big picture,
0: yeah, I can't see the big picture. I can't open the door. The door isn't open yet. I'm only seeing a small piece of it because there's something very obviously happening inside their minds, and we aren't inside Kylo and Ray's minds, and we're not really privy to what's going on and then of course, we have no idea what Kylo means when he says, Don't worry, I feel it too what what? is happening there again my knee-jerk reaction when that happened the first time i saw it in the theaters was oh they're related (laughs) like yeah uh but now but now i don't know now i'm not so certain it just it's so yeah it's so hard for me to have a real true opinion of the scene without knowing what it means
1: there's so many questions because like Kylo Ren says several things throughout the movie that make you think that he knows who, um, Ray is like Mm -hmm. when the millennium Falcon escapes from Jakku and he asks uh, BB eight had help from a girl and Kylo Ren says, what girl he, it's very, he wonders if it's a certain person or, to some degree. And then when the, in the interrogation s- scene, it's almost like he knows who she is. Like when he calls her a scavenger and he's like, why, why would BBH show the plans to you when you're of little worth versus someone like me?
0: Hmm. Yeah, there is, I think it's very interesting that the scene opens with like Kylo bowed before her you know he's almost like in reverence of her and instead of like uh, you know earlier in the movie when poe wakes up in those same restraints kylo's like looming over him and it's a very very dark scene and it's you know it's it's a way different feel for me than when ray wakes up and the room is filled with light and kylo is on on bended knee and then he takes off his helmet. I, he is kind of clearly creating a different environment for Ray than he did for Poe. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what to make of that. And if she is, you know, his his sister or his cousin and he knows it, then, then of course, yeah, he's, he's a little more welcoming. (laughs) Um, and, and then I also feel like when, uh, later Snoke, uh, Kylo's like shouting at Snoke, you know, oh, "She's powerful in the Force, untrained, but stronger than she knows." Later in that conversation, Snoke says, "If what you tell me about her is true, then bring her to me." I feel like we only saw the last half of that conversation. Yeah. That if Kylo did know who Rey was, then he had, you know, just come in and been like, "Hey, f- guess what? My sister's here." <laughs> Like, you know, and then, and then of course the, the conversation escalated, you know, how could, how could you let this happen? You know, all all this stuff. And then, and then Kylo just shouting back, but yeah, but she's really strong in the force. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Again, again, context. That's what it all comes down to. I don't know what to make of it because if they're not related, then what was that scene even? And why does he always freak out when, when she's mentioned? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I do. I do kind of like the idea that that she is his little sister and that he he Kylo was the one who left her on Jakku to, to save her i i think that would show some you know humanity on on Kylo's part and then of course would explain why he's so nervous to go back to Jakku and why he <laughs> you know why he is so nervous when it's like, oh well, a, a girl on Jakku escaped with the droid? Like it, it would explain all all this panic and rage that Kylo has when when Rey comes up. It, but uh, I,
1: Hux yeah. accuses um, Kylo mm-hmm. of having ulterior motives uh, in searching out BB-8. Uh,
0: yeah, but like, how it if if Rey is. Uh, kylo's sister how how would hux know that i feel like this would be something that kylo hasn't told anybody
1: yeah
0: and it's like not even not even the supreme leader i mm-hmm. think
1: the sister is a lot less likely than a cousin sure um, or someone that just he knows through the jedi academy
0: um maybe yeah, it could be it could be that they just they knew each other or, or she was a young hopeful that, you know, came to the, you know, whatever Academy Luke had, wherever it was. Yeah. And and then Kylo took, you know, they're they're killing all the Jedi and and Kylo took pity on her because she was the youngest and the, you know, smallest and, and then and then hid her way on Jakku. I I don't know. I, I just I, I feel so strongly that he knew she was down there somehow, mm-hmm. but but again I could be totally wrong. I I have no idea really how to interpret so much so many of these little pieces that made up the story.
1: Yeah, did you like how many? Did you like the Force vision of uh, that she got in holding the Luke's lightsaber?
0: I mean, I liked it. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. It was cool and kind of trippy, and it did give us some some good uh, backstory, I feel. Like, uh, you know, we see a little bit of Luke, we see a little bit of the Knights of Ren. It, you know, those were some things that we needed. Even if we don't have a full explanation for that stuff, it was still good to see it. Yeah. Um, so, at the very least, it'll make sense later yeah. <laughs> when we finally do start getting explanations for this stuff. Because at some point, there has to be like a huge exposition drop, I feel, where it's just all like, we're going to explain a lot of this stuff. And if we had never seen, you know, the Knights of Wren or we've never seen Luke kind of like saying goodbye to R2 or whatever that was, then it would kind of, the exposition would kind of seem to come out of nowhere. I think it would be too much new information at once.
1: I think we're going to get a lot a lot of it explained in the last jedi. Uh, uh we better on Octu because I can't
0: I can't do this for two more years. I can't not know who Ray's parents are for two more years.
1: Ray does say in in one of the commercials Kylo Ren failed you. I won't do that. Like so she knows the story of what happened with Kylo Ren in his fall at least from mm-hmm. Luke's perspective. So I think she, some of the Force vision is going to be explained. Um, I've watched the Force vision probably hundreds of times because it, there's just so many layers in, intertwined and hidden in there. There's so many audio cues and different characters um, have like clips in inside the force vision and it's like why are they there? Why is Sidious there? Why is Yoda there? Why is Obi-Wan there? Why is why do they show an image from Bespin there?
0: I I'm not convinced that it's supposed to make sense at the end of the day, like even after we've seen episode 9, even after we've seen 10, 11 and 12, I don't I don't think it will ever completely make sense. It's just kind of like a a haze of Star (laughs) Wars-ness. Because, again, everything is connected, right? It You know, the Force binds us all. And so, yeah, Sidious is there because he's part of the story. It's maybe not necessarily anything directly to do with Rey. It's just this is the story that's come before and you're connected to it.
1: I've Mm -hmm. heard a theory that the force vision is supposed to be linked to the lightsaber itself that everything that you see that lightsaber was there um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Do you buy that? Can you buy that?
0: Yeah, I would buy that because it it's um it's kind of like well, a Well, no, Hulk no, Crux. I don't I don't buy that because then that lightsaber would have had to be present when, you know, when Kylo is with the Knights of Ren and I don't necessarily. I mean, I guess, I guess that would be okay. I, I, would, I would rather that Maz collected that lightsaber much more further back in the past than, than as recently as, you know, Kylo, you know, being with the Knights of Ren, I, I, I would much prefer if she had collected it somehow all before the, the empire fell
1: yeah but I mean mm-hmm. Kylo Ren does say that the lightsaber is his and
0: he recognizes it that's fair yeah
1: there, there, there are things where Luke has said that he believed Kylo Ren was supposed to be the next chosen one uh, so it, it, it could make sense that Luke had given him that lightsaber as the heir apparent to mm. the force uh,
0: okay sure
1: <laughs> alright
0: All right. We don't have to get lost
1: in that. It's okay.
0: Okay, but it's just all like, if that's true, if it was like, here you're heir apparent of the force, and then you also want to say that Rey is related to them somehow, then where where does that leave her? Like, uh, whatever. I don't know. I. I uh, I I can I can see Kylo coveting it if if he knew who who that lightsaber belonged to. I, I don't necessarily like the idea of Luke being like, here you go, you get to carry on this legacy. Like, yeah, no pressure, kid. But <laughs> I also like, like, where does that leave Leia, too? It's just like, well, this this lightsaber's going to skip <laughs> over Leia and go right to Kylo. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just upset because I feel like Leia's been underserved by the sequel trilogy, and, and we've jumped over her development You know, the idea that, you know, one day she will learn to use the power as Luke has, you know, all those promises he made in episode six are just like, no, that all went out the window when you delivered unto us a nice male protagonist. Like, you know, I I feel like it wasn't Leia's job to just give us Kylo, who is our shiny new toy to play with. I, I feel like she had more to do and more to say than that. Do you not
1: think that mm-hmm. she would have chosen to serve as a public servant in that role? Like it seems like that was a natural uh, strength of hers is being a leader in politics.
0: Oh, uh, why not both? <laughs> Honestly, you know why not? Why not both? And then also, I feel like if it wasn't for Kylo, then Leia would have. Kind of not not taking Kylo's role per se, but Leia would have more development if not for Kylo. Honestly, you know what I mean? Because her story became his story the moment he he came along, and I don't think that's necessarily fair to her. Mm. So so maybe maybe I'm just salty about that. You know, <laughs> maybe I'm not being entirely fair to to any of them, and I'm just upset that Leia never got to swing a lightsaber because reasons (laughs)
1: right i mean you're totally allowed to want to see that i mean that's that mm -hmm. i understand that i it's cool to swing a lightsaber yeah it's really cool (laughs) leia is like when we had our conversation about leia on our first episode like she's kind of amazing um yeah she has a lot of strength and a lot of characters i really admire so
0: I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know why Leia couldn't have been a cool, strong political leader with also a lightsaber attached to her belt. Like, I don't, I don't see why that couldn't have been a thing, but you know, whatever, uh, it just, just. Speaking about how cool it is to swing a lightsaber, that was part of why I had such an intense reaction to the end of Force Awakens when Rey takes up that lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It was it was because I don't I don't know uh, if you remember like just the marketing for this movie, like just the trailers and just the posters. You know, none of the extra information, none of the articles. You know, I, I stayed away from all of that. So me going into this movie. You know, I, I I saw Finn swinging the lightsaber. Really, that, that was you didn't it. see yeah.
1: the Duracell commercial?
0: No, I didn't see anything. I just saw I just saw Finn had the lightsaber, okay. and and I did see the John Boyega uh, him reacting to that uh, that um, that trailer, the the one where where Finn turns it on and he screams like you know, come get it or come on or something like that. Yeah. And then, like Kylo Ren starts stalking towards him, yeah. I saw I saw the John Boyega reaction video. When how he John Boyega kind of like
1: couch or whatever.
0: Yeah, he, he like rolls off the couch and he's like, "Bring it on, Kylo Ren!" And so I'm like, oh, "Okay, so Finn's our new, you know, male. He's our new Luke. Okay, and he's got the lightsaber and stuff." But then at the end of the movie, when it was, you know, Ray rescuing him. <laughs> And, you know, she's the one that pulls the lightsaber to her and she's the one who turns it on and she's the one for whom the force theme starts playing in the background. I just I just cried so hard <laughs> because that that meant so much to me to, to see that a, a girl could do that. A girl could lead this movie, could lead this franchise because the the. Star Wars has never quite invested in its women in that way. It, of course, you know, Leia and Padme have always been uh, formidable and strong, and uh, and they've been good leaders, and and they're clever, and, and you know, they're, they're very helpful, but they aren't the main character. They're not the protagonist. And as Force Awakens went on and on, I began to realize, hang on, Rey is our main character. <laughs> And then seeing her turn on that lightsaber, I cried because it was hers and it was always hers. Even though even though Finn had it on the poster and even though Finn had it in the commercials, it it was hers. And, it was always hers.
1: And the lightsaber calls to her. It like it remember from the gathering in The Force Awakens, the the crystals for the Padawans, the crystals call the Padawans to themselves. So like she is called to that lightsaber. So there's some significance to there. Like, like it gets into like Excalibur kind of things.
0: Yeah. Well, I just think that's so cool that I think in a way that lightsaber chose Ray when, when both Ray and Kylo are reaching for it with the force. It's not necessarily that Ray was stronger than Kylo in that moment, but that the lightsaber chose her. You're right. Kind of Excalibur esque, And I can't, I can't overstate how profound that is for female viewers, or at least for me as a female viewer, to see that, especially when Kylo this whole time is going, that lightsaber, it belongs to me. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a room where a, man, a, a male Star Wars fan has felt entitled to Star Wars mm-hmm. and felt that this belongs to him, and that I am trying to take it from him somehow, or even just by trying to talk to him about it, I am, you know, I, I can't possibly know as much about it as he does. You know, I need someone to show me the ways of the force. Right. You know, like, like Kyle shouting out, right. You need a teacher. I can show you the ways of the force. And I'm like, no, I, I know more about this than you do. In fact. And for her to have that power and to meet him as an equal is was so profound and so good. It it was an intense moment, and I just loved it so much. <laughs> just so much.
1: I kind of, uh, I just wanna. Mm-hmm. For me, I apologize for the <laughs> douchebags out there that do that to girls. Yeah. Like it yeah. just, it really sucks. Um, and that's not the way that people should be treated. Like, it mm-hmm. it's. <clears throat> It's very difficult to be made to be feel- felt like an outsider like it sucks to be an outsider i I don't yeah. understand why people would make other people feel not worthy uh of having an opinion like it just really sucks, and I'm sorry that 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 you and m- millions of other girls have to go through that it's just it's not the way it should be.
0: Yeah, well, I, I do feel like um, Star Wars, at least as a franchise, is making strides. It's not perfect yet, but they are making strides to uh, make female fans feel more welcome in this fandom, uh, if only through the merchandising and through stuff like Rey and, and the Forces of Destiny and, and Jin, and of course, you know, women's clothing. It, Star Wars for such a long time, the the marketing and the characters and the stories only really seem to care about what male fans would want or what they think male fans would want. And it's really just been in the past five years or so that kind of like as a female fan, I felt much more welcome um if not in the fandom, then by the franchise. <laughs> the franchise seems to seems to have realized like, oh, Star Wars is for everyone. Star Wars is loved by everyone, and so we need to be welcoming and and uh cater to 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 all <laughs> of our fan base and not just a section of it. And I think that's just wonderful it it has been a lot a lot better, I felt,
1: yeah, and I'm glad to see so many good steps are being made. And I think that as long as Dave Filoni is involved, that more steps will be made in that direction. I think mm-hmm. that he's a huge driving force in changing that mindset of including both male and female fandom, like like embracing both male and fe- female fandom. Hmm. Um, I mean...
0: Yeah, you. I mean, you. <laughs> you saw it when when Forces of Destiny was announced, and there were so many male fans who were like, "Why do we need this? Why couldn't you have made more Clone Wars instead?" You know, like, like as if by having stuff, <laughs> having the Forces of Destiny, by giving female fans a, a small YouTube cartoon <laughs> about focusing on the female characters, as if that takes away. From the rest of Star Wars, somehow, like, like, as as if as if Lucasfilm would have used the resources that they used uh, to make *Forces of Destiny* to make more *Clone Wars* episodes. Like, no, that wasn't that wasn't going to happen, you guys. Like, it, yeah. There's there's still a large section of this fandom that that as soon as soon as something comes out that's quote unquote for girls or for women they feel like something is being taken away from them. And that's just not true. (laughs) Nothing is being taken away from you. They're not taking something away from male fans to give to female fans. They are just widening the fan base.
1: I am glad that they changed Phasma to become a female. Right. Um, Phasma is so cool. Gwendolyn Christie's a great actress and Mm -hmm. a very good, cool character that was underused in the force awakens (laughs) to say the least (laughs) i really wish that she was the one that fought finn in the traitor scene
0: Mm, no because i don't think it would have done well to see phasma um kind of chumped twice if that makes sense because the the traitor character that's nines right is that his name
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: uh, he he exists solely to get shot in the chest by, by Han Solo. You know, he, he, he tests Finn's metal, but then is ultimately discarded. And that's that's not what you do with Phasma. I mean, at least that's not something you do twice in the same movie because then you, you have to have that happen at the end.
1: I, I don't want her to necessarily have the same result as Nines, but mm-hmm. I think that giving her that fight would have developed her character more, like giving her more to do in The Force Awakens.
0: Um, maybe, but like, but how do you end that fight except for having her lose somehow? You know what I mean? I I don't think, I don't think she would run away, be like, oh, the first orders or the the resistance is here. I I better cheese it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I do hear what you're saying. It would have been nice for Phasma to have had more to do. I just, I'm not necessarily convinced that putting her where nines was, is necessarily the answer but i do i do appreciate what you're saying
1: yeah we're gonna see a, a fight in the last jedi
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm so here for that i'm so here for phasma and finn fight i'm also really here uh, just just for more phasma in general she's is a cool character I, I am a little afraid for Finn, because um, just reading Phasma's comic and reading Phasma's book, I feel like Finn should not be able to to take her, honestly. Phasma, I, I think, is kind of out of his league. I, at least if they're going to stay consistent across the movies and across the books and everything, I feel like Phasma is, is a few levels beyond Finn right now. I could be wrong.
1: In in the military combat, melee combat. Yeah, just
0: as yeah, as far as like melee combat goes, yeah, especially in melee because so much of Phasma's book is her fighting hand to hand, and she's really good at it. <laughs> like,
1: well, they could give her that prowess just to prove how strong Finn is uh, later in uh, the movie.
0: I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily like the idea of of Phasma getting. Beat down in the second chapter, you know, because because we're gonna have a have another movie after the Last Jedi, yeah. and if Phasma just gets you know her butt handed to her in this one, then kind of what's left for the third one, you know, assuming Phasma returns, I I don't know, I, I I also think it would maybe make her too much of an underdog to see her just get so utterly chumped by Chewbacca in the first movie and then yeah. defeated by Finn in the second movie. You kind of make her the you kind of make her the underdog.
1: Yeah. I don't know. But the bad guys do lose a lot, and they tend that's to die. True.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, yeah. I, I don't know. This Again, this is the second chapter, and usually in the second chapter we see our heroes you know, fall down and get a bit of dirt kicked in their faces. So I wonder if maybe... Finn going up against Phasma is, is to his folly. <laughs> yeah. Or it, it's just all like, sorry, you're still level 12 and I'm level 50. <laughs> sorry, Finn. Like you'll, you'll get there in, in episode nine. I don't know. That's uh, just my speculation. Let's, let's go back to talking about some, uh, some force awakens okay. and, and not so much uh blast Jedi speculation. I, I want to know what is going on with Kylo and Vader's helmet. What is happening there? What's what? <clears throat>
1: I think that Kylo Ren had a Force vision of similar to Rey with Vader's helmet.
0: Yeah?
1: So, I believe... Like, he touched it? I I think that they're introducing this thing in the galaxy far, far away. It's kind of like a Horcrux, I believe it's called, in Harry Potter, where items can, like, contain force memories basically um and so i think he was given vader's helmet or he got vader's helmet and he received a force vision through the helmet which kind of sent him on a a little crazy town trip Hmm. uh, maybe where he and so he's trying to talk to the helmet in his padded cell and um to to get more of the force vision Hmm. that's my theory
0: no that's pretty smart if if he at one point you know touched that helmet or maybe the very first time he touched that helmet and then he saw visions of what the helmet saw Mm -hmm. kind of the way you know presumably ray touched the lightsaber and then saw images of of things that the lightsaber saw Mm -hmm. oh my gosh uh, then, then yeah, I can I can well imagine him being really overwhelmed, but then also like really uh, awed mm-hmm. by the stuff that Vader could do. Mm-hmm. Because uh, again, this is we're we're getting a look at he's only seeing the Vader side of it. That the helmet would have only seen Vader stuff, right. and Vader did a lot of crazy, cool, powerful things. Like I'm just imagining, it's that scene at the end of Rogue One. Except, tiny Ben Solo is like stumbling through it the way Ray stumbled through her Force mission.
1: <laughs> like, or, or, like, the Rebel scene when he's <laughs> facing Kanan and Ezra and he lifts an adat above his head. Like, and then
0: just Ben Solo just skitters on by. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> whoa, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then, and then the, I guess that would make sense because then he's sitting there going, show me again. Like, I, I mean, I want to see that vision again. I want, I have to remember just how powerful the dark side is because Vader was crazy powerful. Yeah. Kind of sick. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, that would make sense. I do like that. The more I think about it, the more I like it. I I really want to see an Anakin Skywalker Force Ghost though. I think he will. Mhm. I I wonder if maybe if if there's maybe two Vader Force Ghosts, a, a light side and a dark side, and maybe it's the dark side one that's like talking to Kylo.
1: Well, there's no dark dark side Force Ghost, but there could be a dark side a dark horror, horror sure. crux kind of deal because like the sith artifacts have been a huge thing in the um the new canon or whatever where they're they're trying to find all the ancient um artifacts it's kind of a deal
0: i get my canons mixed up sometimes because in like the old republic they had the fun idea that Force Ghosts were originally a Sith creation because the Sith wanted, you know, wanted to preserve themselves after death. They they couldn't let go, and uh, and then I, I remember like one quote: this like little Jedi apprentice sitting there going, "I don't understand this Force Ghost thing." You know, she's sitting there going, "Why can't you just become one with the Force when you die?" <laughs> You know, like, it was yeah. the Jedi way to become one with the Force, and it was the Sith way to to try to do everything you could to preserve yourself. And then I always thought that was a really fun idea, because then it would imply that Qui-Gon Jinn was open to maybe a little bit of a, you know, like, here's something the Sith did, and, you know, because Qui-Gon Jinn... I don't know. I always thought that was an interesting idea, but now now you're right. I think they've they've tweaked canon, or they, they've established a different canon, where it's just all like, no, the, the Sith don't have Force ghosts at all, and that's a Jedi, a high-level Jedi trick.
1: Yeah, George didn't like that. Um, the he, Because the Sith were selfish, mm-hmm. um, he, he didn't believe that they should have the ability to have a Force ghost, um, only the selflessness of thinking of others... Would be able to reach that level of to of, of maintaining your identity after you die.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on your point of view because I I would think that a Jedi would be calm and accepting enough of death. You know, because there is no death. There is the Force, mm-hmm. right? That's part of their code, and it would only be a Sith that would seek to. You know, what what's more? How could I? How can I hang on to this? <laughs> this uh, mortal realm even longer than, than, than is my time. Like it, but yeah, it depends on your point of view. Cause it, it's, it's fun either way. I do understand like George's idea. And I, and I like, you know, this other idea of force ghosts and we have gone way off track. <laughs> well, I know.
1: I know. It's just interesting mm-hmm. conversation. It is one last is. Uh, uh, sure. tangent. Do you think that this dark side would be interested in a, galaxy far far away version of a vampire to maintain life
0: what oh like in in these movies yeah uh i don't know i think that might be a little much if it's just all like yeah we drain your life and give it to someone else i mean yeah it's like the whole You know, the whole Plagueis thing. You can manipulate midichlorians to create life. I don't know. I don't don't necessarily want vampires, though. Even, like, force vampires. That just opens up too many holes, too many questions.
1: It's a crude metaphor, and I don't really want a vampire either. But I just... I can see someone... The ability to live longer could have been a mission of the Emperor as he tried to f- identify like, cause he was in the Jedi temple in Coruscant trying to st- study Sith, um, ancient Sith teachings. Uh, maybe he was trying to find a way to live longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just yeah. kind of an idea I had.
0: Yeah. Well, we need, again, we need like, we need to have canon reestablished for us because, um, the whole Darth Plagueis novel was thrown out it's legends now. And so we don't really know exactly what happened between Plagueis and, and Sidious or how long, uh, you know, Sidious has been around. We, we don't really know anything for certain beyond what he said in the opera house and what we saw of him in the aftermath novels. they all, all the other canon's been tossed out.
1: there was a story in the clone wars that was unproduced where they traveled into the basement of the Jedi temple and found this, the Sith temple mm -hmm. Um, and that, that wasn't released and produced, but those stories are basically canon. Like they happen. Uh,
0: I mean, if it wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't produced or made into a comic, You know, I mean, yes, that it's something that Story Group could draw on because I don't think that anything in Star Wars is ever thrown out completely. That's why we always see recycled uh, concept art and stuff like that. Sure, it's something they could draw on, but I don't think we can consider it canon yet. I don't, I don't know, but canon's subjective. (laughs) That's fair. Sure. Sure.
1: Do you want to talk about Storm Pilot or no?
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> shipping! I will talk. I will talk to you about shipping all day. I always make this enjoy shipping podcast. Me, I absolutely me. will. Before we yeah. get
1: to Storm Pilot, let me ask one last question about Kylo Ren and Rey. Sure. <clears throat> After the interrogation scene, where Kylo Ren sort of invades Rey's mind, mm-hmm. is there a scenario where it? would... It would make sense that they might have either a romantic relationship or more of a any kind of relationship. Can she trust him after he kind of invades her mind?
0: Um. Yes, I think both of those things. Uh. A ro- I don't think a romance is off the table. Uh, I, again, un- unless they're related, <laughs> I need context here. Uh. I I think that um forgiveness is raised to give and not us as an audience it's not up to us to uh to decide where the line is for ray it how violated she felt by that um i also think it might be easier for her to forgive him uh, because she can see into his mind as well, mm-hmm. and so that maybe that creates more of an even playing field for her, so she feels like they are on equal terms, and and so then maybe she feels like she can trust him because she can see into his mind like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I uh, I don't know. I for me the only thing that would take romance off the table uh, would be if they're related. Um, I I do feel like we're gonna get Ray and Kylo teaming up in the future. Um, I, I don't think the interrogation scene necessarily, uh, negates, uh, them working together for whatever goal, because situations can change, context can change. And I, I think just about, just about anything could happen that would make Ray and Kylo go, oh, we're, we're on the side, at least we're on the same side, at least for five minutes, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah.
1: I totally think that they're going to be on the same side at the end of this movie. Um, at and the I end think of of Last the Jedi. Last Jedi. Gotcha. I think Ray and Kylo are totally going to join forces. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to reject the both of the mentors. Both Luke and Snoke are going to get kicked to the curb. Basically,
0: <laughs> how to? Uh, what's what's your gut feeling about Rey and Kylo's dynamic do you feel that they're related or do you feel that there's maybe a romance going to blossom between them
1: I don't think they're related well, okay yeah I I don't think that they're related I th- I really th- like the theory that she's a Kenobi um, <laughs> I do like that theory that's a
0: popular one mm-hmm
1: I could also I, uh... see her being some other rela- relation, but I don't think that that matters. I think she's just gifted with the Force. Um, I think her midichlorian count is going to be super high, and I kind of hope that they talk about that a little bit.
0: Oh, midichlorians? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If they say the word midichlorians in one of these sequel movies, I will stand up right there in the and theater. And yeah, like, yeah. I will just like I will just jump up out of my seat and go, Yeah, yeah <laughs> like Oh my gosh. I oh
1: I really <sighs> hope that they would um I my initial theory was that
0: mm-hmm.
1: Poe or not Poe, Ben was gonna have a chlorian count very close to Anakin's so that the expectations of what Ben is supposed to reach would Mm -hmm. be skyrocketed like to have that much of a connection with the force like to have that many midichlorians in a jedi circles that would lead to a life of high expectations and then you have on top of that your uncle is luke skywalker your mother is um princess leia and your father is han solo and your grandfather was anakin skywalker the the amount of expectations ben would have to live up to would be I'm... unrealistic and just ridiculously high oh, to the man. point where he would have a hard time living up to all that. So that could lead to a teenager who's quite bitter. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Have you seen uh, the 1986 film Labyrinth with David Bowie? Uh,
1: I think so, but that was probably There's in a... the 80s.
0: <laughs> There's, he has a part. Uh, David Bowie has a line at the end that movie where he goes i'm exhausted from living up to your expectations (laughs) like i can just see kylo doing that sitting there going, i'm exhausted from living up to everybody's expectations if if yeah he really is as powerful as all that and if there was a way they could quantify his power and say you know unequivocally look this is how powerful you are and this is kind of what we expect of you uh then yeah, I would be I would also be super exhausted from all those expectations.
1: And if Luke gives you Excalibur and, ugh, uh, ugh. and just think <laughs> of what these expectations could be for Ben. Like why does Ben become Kylo Ren? Like yeah. it's uh, an interesting yeah. mystery.
0: Man, I, I wanna talk about hashtag Raylo just a little bit more though before we move on from their relationship, sure. Their dynamic. I um, I kind of want to ship it. You know what I mean? Like if I'm I'm not against the idea of the ship. I I just I've been so guarded when it comes to Raylo, like personally, just because my gut reaction when watching this movie was, oh, they're siblings, and because we don't know if they're related or not, I I just I don't I don't want to give myself. (laughs) all the way to the ship until, until I know for certain whether or not I, I want to know what's going on there. I, you don't want to be,
1: be creeped out again. Like where they're yeah,
0: related. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't, I don't, I've seen some like really cute fan art of Ray and Kylo together. And I just go, Oh, that's really cute. That's nice. You know? But then I go, wait, am I looking at a brother and sister? Like, <laughs> wait, am I looking at two cousins? Like, You know what I mean? I, uh, I, 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 was... I, it's weird for me that it was the it was the ambiguity that threw off the ship for me, and not necessarily any of their reactions. I feel like I'm doing it wrong, because everybody I've heard that that dislikes the the idea of those two getting together. It's be- been because of their antagonism and because of the interrogation scene. And for some reason, I'm like, oh yeah, that's all fine, but are they related?
1: <laughs> I think that John Williams thinks that there's something up with them. Um, oh yeah the there's a relationship between the first three letters of um, Ray's theme and Kylo's theme.
0: Oh, the I notes th- yeah I've heard I, that I've heard that discussed before David where yeah
1: W Collins is a brilliant man and everybody should listen to him um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally from David Collins. It's not mine but the the, the, the two themes in the force awakens are the same chord the same notes um Mm -hmm. and so i think that they that john williams think that there's something between the two like they're like a yin and a yang or didn't he think the the same
0: thing didn't he think the same thing about luke and leia though because he connected their themes and i don't i don't know i don't know what to think I've uh, I I don't know how true this is, but I've also heard uh, in certain uh, Raylo loving circles uh, they talk about how um, when Kylo picks up Ray into the bridal carry, the theme there is uh, the, you know the musical notes there are very um, reminiscent of uh, the when Romeo picks up Juliet, the the music there. From that movie, I I wish I had better sources. I wish I knew exactly what movie uh, to to talk about. But I I've heard, I've heard that discussed, and and then they go, why why would John Williams do that? Why would he make those notes so particularly evocative of a romance scene? And I just I sit here in my fog of confusion, just going, what is happening with this movie? Yeah. What am I supposed to take away from all this?
1: Hundreds of questions and no answers.
0: Yeah, exactly, Cause,
1: it it was directed by JJ, yeah. he was mm-hmm. kind of a big fan of the mystery box.
0: <laughs> I I think I think at some point you need to give answers though. And and I really I really hope that JJ Abrams, you know, as much as he loves the mystery box, I I hope that he went into this um with some answers in mind that he didn't just throw in Kylo going, "Don't worry, I feel it too." And just being like, I don't know what that means. The next director will figure that out. I, I really hope there was some sort of plan behind that. Some sort of cohesive idea. And not just, hey, I'm going to drop little stuff that will make people wonder. And it's up to the next director to tie it all together.
1: I have a strong feeling that JJ has gotten um, some feedback on the mystery box. And he will likely be doing something very similar to what Ron Howard has done through the filming of uh, Solo because JJ has mm-hmm. a new Twitter account that's his personal Twitter account um, okay. it's not active yet but um, JJ Abrams is JJ Abrams now so like he's got a Twitter handle ready to just start sharing pictures and stuff
0: yeah that'll be fun
1: <laughs> so we can get <sighs> more information on 9 than what we got on 7
0: yeah 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 I just I really hope I really hope he starts giving some answers and some freaking closure because mm. you know yeah if we end episode 9 and I still don't know who Ray's parents are because reasons I, I will be so upset
1: <sighs> well Ryan has mm-hmm. said that he'll give us an answer in 8 we may not know that the answer is correct Mm. Much like we didn't know in Empire if Vader mm. was truly no. the father, but there, I don't want there that. will I... be an answer in the Last Jedi.
0: Here's like here's like my actual worst case scenario for me is that like, you know, we think we know who's Ray's parents are. Ray's like, oh yeah, my parents were ja- Jacket and Jill, whatever. Sure. You know, and then she and Kylo have an epic team up. And there's maybe some tension between them or whatever, you know, some actual chemistry. And I start shipping it. <laughs> like, I start really shipping it because, you know, oh, they look, they had a significant glance for five seconds. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I start, I start, I, you know, it's it's been, you know, she says her parents are Jack and Jill. She had a, she had a moment with Kylo and now I ship it. There's cute fan art all over my dashboard on Tumblr and just, it makes me so happy. And then episode nine rolls around and surprise Jack and Jill weren't your parents. Han and Leo were. No, <laughs> Don't! that would be the worst. Don't do that to me. Don't. <laughs> what, what odds do you give me? Do you feel like that's going to happen that they're going to fake us out? With Ray's Parents Reveal.
1: Han Solo and uh, I do not think that she's Han Solos. Could well, she either. be Luke's? Maybe.
0: Okay, that that would be just as bad. If it was just like surprise your parents weren't Jack and Jill, your parents were Luke and Jill. Like and then and then you made me ship it for two years. How dare you, honestly? <laughs> like
1: uh, Yeah. No. I understand. No. Like that—that that, that would feel dirty. I get it. Yeah,
0: let's. Uh, yeah. Now let's talk about storm pilot. Let's keep the shipping ball rolling. <laughs> the ship sails itself.
1: <laughs> give me your give me your argument for storm pilot. I know you I want mean, to.
0: It's it's not so much an argument it's just facts i mean <laughs> you've seen the movie you've seen how much chemistry they have they just look they're just so cute together they're just so cute like and you put them both in the same room and they just start being cuter and like so just like okay one the luke the the luke the the, <laughs> the look the lip bite right but it's just all like yeah keep it it suits you i'm sorry there's no heterosexual explanation for that where he's just all like yeah yeah wear my clothes do it like <laughs> and then this and biting your lip while you say it i'm sorry it like and i'm sorry it just it's 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 happened. but then also like the look on finn's face when he when poe goes i can fly anything and Finn just starts to realize, like, oh my gosh, we can do this. This is gonna happen. He gets like that little smile. And then and then Poe starts to realize it too. Like, oh, this guy's actually my friend. Like, we're and he's nods. He just starts nodding, yeah, we're gonna do this. Like, I'm sorry, they just need to kiss. <laughs> like I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just calls it like I sees it.
1: <laughs> just calls it as I sees it.
0: And and just and I uh, I had a whole Twitter rant about this about the the moment right before Finn leaves to go to um, Starkiller base.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know the rant I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure you saw it.
1: Probably, but I, refresh my memory. I don't memorize all of your tweets.
0: So, no, it's fine. <laughs> How dare you? Honestly. <laughs> Oh, all of my tweets need to be archived because they're every single one of them is is gold.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: So um Finn has promised the first order that he can go to Star Killer Base and disable the shields so that they can blow up Star Killer Base.
1: He's Finn a does dude not know. talking out of his butt.
0: He's is absolutely talking out of his butt. He does not know how to do this. He has lied to them all because Finn just wants to get Ray. He he says as much when they land, when he lands with Han Solo on Starkiller Base. He says, "I'm just here for Ray." That's not great, Finn. <laughs> That's not great. And I and I firmly believe that he would have left the the Resistance and the First Order to duke it out. He he would have just gone for Ray. If not for a very quick and very subtle moment where uh, Finn is is about to take off with Han Solo and he passes by Poe Dameron who pats him on the shoulder, like like he trusts him, you know. F- Poe looks at Finn in that moment the same way Ray did when when Ray and Finn first met. Like l- like is he's this a hero. A let's
1: <laughs> do this moment. Is that no. the let let let's do this moment where they're like.
0: No, this is, this is, um, like right before takeoff, uh, right before, uh, Leia says goodbye to Han, uh, Finn is walking towards the Falcon and, uh, and Poe passes by him and, and pats him on the shoulder. And the camera does this like really delightful, like 360 pan around Poe's and Finn, you know, like their heads as, as, uh, as Finn watches Poe pass him by. Like, it's just gorgeous. (laughs) It's luscious.
1: I just see that as, Uh, like, two dudes getting ready to...
0: Yeah, but the camera so specifically lingers on how Finn watches Poe walk away. Okay. And so, to me, this moment, this is Finn realizing that if he doesn't pull through, if he doesn't do what he said he's going to do, then Poe Dameron is going to die. Finn doesn't care about the resistance. He just doesn't. He's not in a place to care about a cause. He's not in a place to care about all of these people. He just wants to rescue his one friend and get to safety. Mm -hmm. You know, he has the eyes of a man that wants to run. So he can't, he doesn't really care about this cause, but he does care about Poe. And so when Poe pats him on the shoulder, like, you know, like, you got this buddy, you know, you're, we're part of the same team. And Finn knows that he's lied to Poe, that he can't do what he promised to do. And that he is likely sending Poe Dameron off to his death. I think that really touches Finn. And, and that's what, you know, gives him the, the courage to, to see the job done, especially since uh, Finn is paired with Han Solo, who, who reminds him they're all counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us.
1: <laughs> we'll use you know, the force.
0: We'll use the force. I think Han Solo is who Finn has to become because Han Solo ha- ha- was Finn at one point. You know, he, he's like, I- "I'm not in it for your rebellion. I'm just in it for the money." Right?
2: Yeah.
0: He only cared about himself, and he at, at the end of of A New Hope, uh, you know, Han was like no, I, I I don't care about this. I'm, I'm just going to take the money and leave. But he does come back for Luke. And so pairing Finn with Han Solo, I, I think that just underscores the fact that Han Solo is who Finn needs to become. He needs to, to learn to care about the cause the same way Han did. But for now, just caring about Poe is enough. And that's why that, that's important to me and i think that that shows the importance of their relationship uh finn cares about poe as much as he cares about ray and i ship it i ship it real hard
1: <laughs> okay you're allowed yeah. to yeah. i know there are many many people that uh ship uh poe and finn
0: oh, it's it's a good ship <laughs>
1: i thought it was dudes are good about like giving each other nicknames and not following what names are like
0: i mean ask yourself though if poe had been a girl Mm -hmm. would you like see all of their same uh, interactions as romantic i think i think yes i think if if one of them if one of them had been a girl if they had had all of the same dialogue and all of the same reactions and just been so cute and enthusiastic around each other, then everybody would be going, oh my gosh, they're our next couple. <laughs> they're our new Han and Leia. They're they're going to get married one day. Th- I think it's... Uh...
1: The thing that's hardest to ignore mm-hmm. is the lip bite, in my opinion. Like,
0: right. That's
1: just a little... <laughs> The, the lip bite is the, the it gives the most merit to the ship, I guess. Yeah,
0: I well, I think I think the fact that you know some men fall in love with men gives credit to, to the to the ship. You know, like I I it frustrates me that that these characters were shot in a way and had so much chemistry together that the only thing keeping them apart is the fact that they're both men, and I don't think Disney would want to take that, quote-unquote, risk Mm -hmm. of having two male characters fall in love. Because if Poe had been a a woman and had looked at Finn in that way and bit her lip looking at him, everybody would be on board with it. it. It would just be known. It would just be a fact that those two are going to get married one day. But because they're both men, it's like uh who knows maybe
1: (laughs) they did set up that finn is interested in ray like when he's asking do you have a boyfriend do you have a cute boyfriend like that's that's kind of more active pursuit of
0: that's more active pursuit than here keep my jacket it really suits you I'm gonna bite my lip on on Finn's part I, I didn't sure. say Poe's
1: not pursuing it but I don't necessarily think that Finn is necessarily pursuing Poe yet I mm-hmm. I do think that there's something uh, on Poe's side towards Finn like yeah. I, that's that's the part that is totally you can't really deny much of that I mean that's kind of there but does Finn reciprocate that? I'm not sure yet. Um, I think
0: I think he could because I I think the, the stuff I was saying before with how he looks back at Poe and how he's having this realization that that he cares about Poe and he doesn't want Poe to die. I think that's big for Finn, caring about someone else in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think he cares about Poe as much as he cares about Ray. And so if he is interested in Ray, <laughs> then I think he could also be interested in Poe.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's possible. There is definitely people that um, are, mm-hmm. pursue that lifestyle. I mean, and I, I know that it's representation matters. And yes. we're going to see... <laughs> Gay characters in Star Wars it's, it's not a matter of if, as much as it's a matter of when. Um, yeah. I mean, Admiral I will, Holt, Vice yeah. Admiral Holdo is already written as a gay character. Will she have a girlfriend in the Force Awakens? I don't know, but um, it, it, we're going to see a lot more of it in the future. So I, I, I don't I necessarily hope so. have a, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with.
0: Yeah, I I want it today though. I I I don't want it today. I want it 5 years ago because for for me there there was a time where uh the prequels were modern movies, right? Mm-hmm. There there was a time where where those were the the current fresh thing and and I remember going to see them in theaters and thinking, you know, Padme was so cool but then you kind of look at them and you know, in in retrospect and they're not very progressive. They're not very progressive even by 1999 standards. Uh, They, those movies could have done a lot more. They, they were modern films and they, they could have done a lot more for women. They could have done a lot more for all sorts of representation, but they simply did not. And now, 20 years has gone by. 20 years. 20 years has gone by since those movies were made, since the prequels were made, and now we're still in the same place. We're we're we're, we're in a place where it's revolutionary to have a black stormtrooper.
2: Oh, and that man, just don't makes me, so, me.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it that just makes me so sad. I, I I'm so tired of being told later because I've been Told later for a long time, you know. Like, <laughs> I've been I've been told later next time, you know, for a really long time. And and again, you know, Lucasfilm is is making strides. Yes, we have we have a black stormtrooper. Yes, we have a girl swinging a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound ungrateful for those things, but it, it Finn and Poe seem so tailor-made. So they, there's something so natural and organic about their chemistry. They, they weren't written... You can always tell when a character was written to be the gay character. You know what I mean? You can always tell. It's, uh... and it's awkward, and Poe and Finn just feel so organic to me, and if if they did kiss in this movie or the next movie, it would feel so natural. And and it and it isn't something that Disney would have had to go out of their way to give to us because they just kind of I think stumbled into it. You- they have these two actors with so much chemistry, and I think it would be they would it would squander the gift if if they just didn't let if they didn't pursue Storm Pilot.
1: When you say that you can tell. When a character is written to be a gay character, do you mean that they're written like as a character 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 of uh, what a gay person is supposedly supposed mm-hmm. to be? Uh,
0: somewhat. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I'm I, somewhat. I think mostly. I mean, they they let a character's uh, queerness or sexual identity define that character. They come into it going. Well, this character is queer, and that's it. Like, they they don't let them be actual characters. They, you know, they don't let them be people.
1: Like, complex and more dynamic.
0: Complex and dynamic. And, you know, they they don't think of them as people or characters first. They think of them as queer characters first. It's it's a complaint I have when people uh, write women a lot of the time, where they think of them as a girl first and not as a character um a writing exercise that i've actually heard of and and i advocate strongly where if you find that your cast is really male heavy well then take that same character and just make him a girl like they have all of that complexity you know they they have all women can have all of these same traits that men have you know all this depth all this complexity uh, but now now you're a girl like i I don't know. I feel like Finn and Poe were developed as characters and they have really strong personality traits. And then for Disney to then realize, oh, hey, they can also be gay representation. I, I don't know. I just, that feels really natural and it makes them feel more 3D and organic to me.
1: Would it be less of an ad- um step in the right direction if they write Finn to be by where he has a re- relationship with Poe and with Kelly Marie Tran
0: yeah I'd be here for a love triangle where he you know it feels (laughs) attracted to to uh, Kelly Marie and sure they have lots of chemistry and stuff but then Poe walks back in and Finn's just like oh I actually don't know which one I want right now you know, and, and it has nothing to do with their gender. It just happened, you know, it's just he has these two really great friends, two people that he has a lot of chemistry with, and they're both interested in him, and he's not sure which way to go. Not necessarily in a gay panic sort of way, just in a, I like both of you, and I don't I don't know which one to pick. The, the so same,
1: the conf- yeah. The conflict is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, I, okay, I get that. Yeah.
0: Where it's like it's kind of like uh, the whole you know, uh, Leia love triangle. You know, before we knew that Leia and Luke were related, you yeah, know, yeah. she <laughs> obviously yeah she obviously cared for both of them a lot, and they both obviously were interested in her. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, she laid it being kinda a big like that. S-
1: smacker on them. Like <laughs> that was right. Just, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I would be here. I would. I would so be here for a love triangle between <laughs> Finn Poe and and anybody else really yeah Ray, uh Rose I don't care like <laughs> if it's Poe and 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 a, and a female character vying for for Finn's affection I would be here for that but it would it okay honestly it would wreck me emotionally but I would love every second of it
1: okay. <laughs> well, I hope you get wrecked then anyway, oh, right? and I mean that in the best <laughs> possible terms
0: yeah Yep, same. <laughs> just destroy my emotions in the best way.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're going to need a box of tissues come two weeks. Um, I'm going to
0: need a stretcher. I, I am going to need to be physically carried out of the theater, honestly. Like,
1: <laughs> like, we're going to have to see it three times just to see the whole movie. Like There's going to yeah. be huge chunks of this thing we're going to miss because we we're won't crying? be able to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, can we talk about um, Luke for a minute?
0: Yeah, we can talk for Luke for all the minutes. <laughs>
1: um, I want to. I want to go first on this one. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if Luke thinks that Ben is the next chosen one, and if Ben has all of the potential to be like the, the next promising uh, son like the next like he has all this potential in midichlorians and he has a connection with the force if if Ben does some amazing things that not even Luke could do as a Padawan he the fact that Ben falls could wreck Luke real bad and especially if he doesn't know who Snoke is and how Snoke knows the force and how he could have corrupted Ben um I got the impression that Luke went to Octo, very similar to Gandalf in um Fellowship of the Ring when he travels to Isengard to do research on the One Ring um he basically like Luke had questions he had questions that needed answers and so therefore he went <laughs> to the place that would have the answers the most ancient jedi temple um and the the journal of the wills is where i think he's finding some of those answers uh, so like i, I get the oxtu is basically isengard and fellowship is what my running theory is
0: uh yeah in lord of the rings that's uh yeah i uh, i don't really know what's going on there i i really want to know why luke hasn't called his sister <laughs> like, it just uh i i've talked about this before or, uh, elsewhere about how it just doesn't really seem right to me that this movie opens up with that, with the scroll that says that Leia is searching desperately for her brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she's sending out the best pilot she has to go talk to an old man in the desert who might have a piece to where Luke is. And, and then, and then she even calls herself foolish for thinking that she could find Luke and bring him home. It, it, it. Tears me up to think that Leia is looking so desperately for her brother and kicking herself so hard for being unable to find him when he so obviously doesn't want to be found and just it doesn't answer the call it that is that's wrong to me honestly that Leia would be like Luke I need you Luke come home Luke and he would just let that go unanswered that that's not right. Because, you know, when Luke was hanging off of Bespin, right, off mm-hmm. of Cloud City, and he called to her, she was there for him. She didn't say, later, Luke. She, you, know, she was, yeah. you know? She was like, Leia, hear me. She wasn't like, hey, no, I got things to do and places to be. Like, no, she was there. and And it's not right it's not right. Honestly, he's, Luke has disrespected my princess and, and I, I need an explanation for that. (laughs) I need to hear what he has to say.
1: Oh, that I mean, you're totally right. And he's got to own up to that. And he may have lied to himself to make him believe that doing something for the greater cause the the galaxy as a whole is worth sacrificing one relationship but
0: oh jeez yeah i uh, know that's your sister man that's that's leia that's the leia organa okay you don't uh you don't ghost leia organa okay <laughs> you answer her text messages
1: you don't ignore uh, yeah
0: yeah you don't ignore leia organa like better men than you have tried okay <laughs> honestly
1: <laughs>
2: uh
0: well i feel like okay before the you know luke skywalker defense squad comes to at me like don't don't at me because i i understand i i give luke all the all the credit all the benefit of the doubt that i can because i am not unaware that leia kind of began and ended luke's journey in in the ot it, it was her calling out to him or her calling out for help that, that awakened Luke, you know, that, that started his journey. It, he, him wanting to help her was what set him on the path. And then at the very end of the story, the threat that she could be turned to the dark side or that Vader would try to pursue her. You know, the fact that the Vader would even try if you to go after Leia. It,
1: perhaps she will.
0: Exactly. Just, just that threat, the, very idea that Vader would even try to do that, set Luke off and almost pushed him to the dark side. So Leia is not someone Luke would walk away from lightly. He cares about her very, very much. And I am aware of that. And I know it must be killing him to not talk to her. But at the end of the day, I don't think there is a good excuse for not talking to her. Like, yeah, I, I need, I need, I need to hear what he has to say for himself.
1: Like, I think it would be a cruel, cruel, cruel marketing scheme Ugh. for EW to put on the cover of a magazine. Oh, gosh. While Luke and Leia reunite in The Last right? Jedi. If, the, if mm-hmm. they know the answer is no, just asking the question is is cruelty to the rest of fandom. I mean, because... It's
0: unkind, yeah.
1: We desire that... Like, we didn't get a uh, reuniting with um, Luke and Han. We got one of Leia, but not with Luke and Han. And, like, if Luke doesn't reunite with Leia in this one, he never will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, just even posing the question as as clickbait, essentially, because that's what it is. It, yeah, it's clickbait, and so, yeah, baiting us with that kind of question when they know how much this means to us as Star Wars fans is cruel. So, we'd better <laughs> we we had better get a Luke and Leia reunion in this movie for closure's sake my goodness yes and and yeah and to to kind of to kind of make the marketing okay because if if at the end of the day the whole oh will Luke and Leia reunite if if they are poking at that wound because that's what it is the question will Luke and Leia reunite that is a tender sore spot it it's it's an open gaping bleeding wound and they're poking at it to get a reaction out of us, to get us to click on their links, to read their articles. And that's not fair. <laughs> I, I didn't know how fu- strongly I felt about this until, until I thought about the, the possibility that they could not reunite. I, I hadn't really thought about it that way. I mean, I don't want to take for granted that they will reunite, but just kind of thinking about, yeah, the, the marketing, how much they, they have gone, hey do you think Luke and Leia are going to reunite? What if they don't? Like, you don't you do not do that to your fans who have been so loyal and who care about this series so much. You don't exploit our pain that way. And, That's not okay.
1: In my gut, I do believe that they will reunite in The Last Jedi, but it's going to be rough.
0: I... 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 Believe that I believe that because if I didn't believe it, it would hurt too much. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so I I believe it. I I really do. I am hopeful that Luke and Leia will reunite. But in the abstract, thinking about what if they don't, and then thinking about the marketing in retrospect, it upsets me. And <laughs> let, let's I don't want to think about it too much, to be honest, because that'll it just upsets me so much. Okay. I care so much. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Are, were you satisfied with Leia in The Force Awakens in the size of her role? Like, you've talked about it before where the sequel trilogy is not the original trilogy's story anymore, that they're now supporting characters... Um, mm-hmm. I felt like Leia's role in The Force Awakens was pretty minor.
0: It, yeah, it was. Kind of like I was saying before, it it really chafes me that Leia never got to swing a lightsaber because I I don't understand why she and Kylo both can't have lightsabers. You know why why couldn't she have been a part of his training? Why couldn't Luke train Leia and Kylo at the same time? I I just really. Don't like the idea that once Kylo is born, well, all the focus goes on him, and Leia's training is just now non-existent. It, it that bothers me. And so, a- am I satisfied with her role in the Force Awakens? U- ultimately, no, because I'll always wonder what could have been, and and you know, and wish that sh- it could have been more. But I, I am satisfied in, I think every scene she got was excellent. I think uh, she was fierce and fearsome. I I love that she finally got to to meet Ray at the end. Mm-hmm. That was really important to me. I, I've spoken before about how much it means it meant to me to see Leia embrace Ray. These two female leads finally, in the same space acknowledging each other looking at each other holding each other that that was really important because e- e- for all the strong amazing female characters we've had in Star Wars we've never seen them all together on the big screen we've never seen two strong females in the same room they're always going up <laughs> against men and just to see them support each other was amazing so i found i found all that very very satisfying but Ultimately, I think I'll always wish for more, wish that it could have been more. It, she, uh, she deserved more. <laughs> yeah.
1: As a parent, I, I mm-hmm. can't imagine having the force and then not wanting to be on that journey with my child.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, like uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When Zoe learns stuff, I want to mm-hmm. learn it with her. Like, she likes characters of certain things that she likes. And because she likes it, I instantaneously have an interest and want to learn more about it. So, like, mm-hmm. learning My Little Pony characters. Learning, yes! Yes! <laughs> um, Rainbow Dash and Pinkie Pie and learning Frozen mm-hmm. and the songs of Moana and... Sophia the first and what the name of the rabbit is and it's just (laughs) I would have zero interest in knowing that Clover is the little rabbit in Sophia the first but yes (laughs) because my daughter likes it I want to learn as much as I can to support her and to be a part of her life and to talk about it with her exactly I I don't understand why Leia wouldn't Use the Force more. I mm-hmm. I do wish that she was part of the Jedi Academy and teaching Ben more actively, as opposed to entrusting that with Luke. Yeah. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? I do.
0: Yeah, I do understand what you're saying. Where they they both have this connection. They both have this power. You know, one day you'll learn to use it as I have. Like I don't I don't see why they couldn't have had that journey together and and explored it together and you know because because yeah leia leia has to learn all this stuff new too and i'm sure it would have been really frustrating you know to be like wow my kid is way better at this than i am but also you'd be really proud and really like it would be fun and it would strengthen their bond exactly
1: that that's what like Mm -hmm. even if she's not super talented at doing everything in the force just doing some of it with Ben would have created a bond and help him feel like he belongs like yeah i think that belonging and identity are going to be two huge themes of the last jedi so mm-hmm. um finding a family that you belong to um and that you identify with and becoming your own person are going to be like so key.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like they're going to explore that, the, the whole, um, you know, Kylo feeling alone and feeling like, you know, nobody understands him. <laughs> I, and I think, yeah, the idea that, that Leia was, you know, too busy, <laughs> you know, yeah, she, she did choose a life of politics. I, I disagree with that. Decision that they made for for her character story group. I mean, deciding that oh, Leia would not pursue this force stuff. She would you know stick to stick to politics, oh, okay. and then you know leaving Ben out in the cold basically. Where he's trying to figure out this thing, and and she has this power too, but she's just like, no, that that's not part of my life. I'm gonna do this over here. Yeah, that would that would definitely make Kylo feel alone and and sad and ignored. And, uh, and I feel like uh, we can... We'll, we'll definitely have more to say about that next week when, when we're speculating about The Last Jedi. <laughs>
1: sure. Um, mm-hmm. Next week will be fun. We we have a guest scheduled and that will be super fun. He's... I call him a friend of mine. I've harassed him for years because I'm a spoiler <laughs> ha- fiend um, and he's kind of the king of spoilers. Um, so... Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net is going to be with us next week, and I'm excited to talk to him for the first time in years, like, to actually talk to him. I mean, I tweet him and DM him all the time, but to (laughs) hear voices is a different uh, situation, if you know what I mean.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to talk to uh, and to speculate about The Last Jedi. I am also nervous. I feel like I'm going to have to spend most so the the conversation like covering my ears going la 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 like i don't if, i don't want i don't want spoilers spoilers
1: if, if there are, if there's a time when it gets too mm-hmm. spoilerly we can totally allow you to exit <laughs> and, i'll
0: just be like okay goodbye
1: and he and i will cuz there i'm there may not be people that really want spoilers um i think a lot of what i want to talk to him about is <laughs> It's sort of about last the last Jedi, but it's also about where will the last Jedi leave us and what will be next mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Chapter Nine. Um, because, well, yeah,
2: well, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: we the can questions always do it. A... We come out of it with is almost as important as knowing what happens in it.
0: Uh, it's 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 all I can do just to get through this movie, man. <laughs> I'm all not right. I'm not prepared for nine at all. I'm not prepared to to be all like okay but once we have answers what will our new questions be no man I'm still <sighs> it's all I can do man it'll be all I can do just to get through the previews and then to get through the scroll like I don't <sighs> man
1: <laughs> it's okay uh,
0: I'm, a, I'm not man I I, I, I I was pretty chill with spoilers honestly uh, uh, until I suddenly wasn't <laughs> Until I started remembering how much fun it was to watch *Force Awakens* and not know what was going to happen, just how pleasantly surprised I was by everything, and I kind of want that going into the *Last Jedi*. I, I know I can't have that exactly because I know who Rey is, I know who, I know who is underneath Kylo Ren's mask. I, I know so much more. About the Last Jedi, just for having seen Force Awakens, than I did going into Force Awakens, having knowing nothing and nobody. <laughs> um, like so, like even even if I hadn't seen any of the trailers or any of the marketing or anything at all for the Last Jedi, I would still know more simply because Rey would show up on screen and I would know, oh, that's that girl from the last movie. And so, I just, I just don't want to know. <laughs> I, I'm so afraid. That I'm going to walk into the theater yeah. and be getting in my seat and all cozy. And then people around me will be discussing spoilers. Like, I almost want to go in with earmuffs so that like I can just have my own little bubble until the movie starts.
1: Well, I will definitely organize next week to protect you um, from yeah. anything that's real spoilery.
0: But- yeah, we can do a we can do a, a spoiler free speculation at the beginning where maybe we just round up uh you know, the trailers. We we talk about the things we've seen in the trailers, and then I will bow out gracefully because I'm very graceful all the time, always. And then and then you guys can talk spoilers, like actual spoiler spoilers and speculation and stuff like that. Sure. And then and then our listeners, yeah, if our listeners are spoiler phobic like me, they can they can only listen to the first half. That might be fun. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it.
1: We'll get it organized. Yeah. yeah. Were there any other uh, characters you want to talk about in the last jet uh, Or the Force Awakens, I'm sorry.
0: No, I feel like we we touched a lot of the lingering questions that I have. Um, uh, we did not talk about Snoke, but that's fine because <laughs> I, don't <care. laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about Snoke. There's there's nothing they could do to make me care about Snoke, except say that he's Darth Maul, like surprise. He was Darth Maul the whole time. Like I I just,
1: I care about Andy circus. I think he's a phenomenal actor and what he's done for performance capture as he likes to call it now is pretty amazing. And I think we're lucky to have his caliber of actor in the big, bad role of the sequel trilogy. Um, I just I don't know. I I don't really care much about his history right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, and I don't I I find him the least interesting thing about the sequel trilogy because to me he just seems like Palpatine two point oh. He's just another wrinkly old white guy sitting on a throne, pulling all the strings. Like I and I don't care about that. I I really don't. To it's, me he just seems like a final boss and that that's it. Like it's almost
1: comical now with right? all the advertising in the Last Jedi, where he he reminds me of Goldmember. And er, yeah, right.
0: I love yeah. gold. Uh, no, okay. So yeah, we we talked about all all of the lingering questions that I really care about, like what's Luke up to? What happened to Kylo? Who's Ray? Like. That kind of stuff. Uh, like the only like I think big question mark from the movie was uh, that that we didn't discuss was who's Snoke, and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm sorry for all the Snoke fans out there if you came to Moonjackies for for the Snoke talk. I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> did I see that we got a new uh, review in iTunes? We
0: did. We did get a review on iTunes, and now is a really good time for me to read it out. Let me dig it up. You would think I would come prepared to these things. So yeah, we did. We got a review from our good friend Amy Wishman, who uh, follows us on Twitter and stuff. Uh, you know, I feel such a kindred spirit <laughs> with Amy Wishman. Just <laughs> seeing the stuff she tweets, <laughs> she's uh, very pro like uh, um, Kylo Ren Redemption, <laughs> calling it the Ren redemption Oh yeah. i was just, i just like. Yes, I relate to you. <laughs> so this is our lovely iTunes review from Amy Wishman that I'm going to read now, titled Thought-Provoking and Fun. Deep discussions that also have humor. The hosts have great chemistry and are open and accepting of diverse points of view. I often find myself talking out loud while listening because I get so engrossed in the, co- in the discussion. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. That's awesome. That's amazing. I just like I I really want to know what you say out loud. Like you could tweet at me. Like just do it be all like you know, just just don't even give me context. Like don't even say what I just said on the podcast that made you talk out loud. Just 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 shoot me a tweet and like no context. Let me figure it out. Like (laughs) I would or you know what? Better yet, record yourself listening to our podcast. I would listen to that. I would listen to a recording of someone listening to my recording. <laughs> wow. So that's very sweet, thank you, Amy. so much. That was wonderful such a great, kind thing to say i'm uh i I'm really happy that that you think I'm funny. I make myself laugh all the time, and I'm so glad <laughs> like other people laugh
1: too yes, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so uh if anybody else out there would like to leave us a review on iTunes, that really helps us out. And of course, if you say something nice, I'll read it out loud. I love doing that. I love it so much. So, yeah, definitely send in those thoughts and uh, you know, let me know <laughs> what you think of the podcast. You know, just tweet me your random thoughts. I love all the feedback. I I anything you think any uh, any discussion you want to keep having, I would love to have it. The the more of my day I can spend talking and thinking about star Wars, the happier I am. That's just a fact. Brian, <laughs> uh, what about you? If people want to tweet you or reach out to you, where can they do that?
1: At balls and play on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Wonderful for me. If you guys want to reach me, I'm at Poe hot Dameron because Poe's my man. <laughs> of course you can email our podcast uh at moon jockey uh, moon at gmail.com or you can just go ahead and tweet us at moon pod on twitter
1: cool yeah. well this was a lot of fun thanks for recording with me tonight
0: this was a lot of fun i had a great time and of course i want to thank everybody who made it this far you're amazing Uh, can't wait for next week to get some Last Jedi discussion in here. Um, but until then, just remember, the Force will be with you.
1: Always.